Huh? Oh, Kansaki. Don't even talk to me. Because of your rooming arrangements, I didn't sleep a wink all night. Instead, I watched Gun Damn! Welcome back to the show that's liver than pay-per-view. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. And this is so bro. <laughs> wow, this is all rhyming. This is so bro Ryu. And, and this is Neil Lornok. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, he's possessed. I didn't being possessed this. by the spirit of uh, B.I.G. and the, the uh, spirit, Tupac the and all these guys. Of, um, Ghostface Killer. I'm yes. not dead. <laughs> Ghostface Killer is not a ghost. Oh, man. That was hilarious. But, oh, sorry, um, Boondocks reference. Anyway, um, uh, welcome back to the fifth episode of M- um, Gundam and MAHQ. And we're. We're saddened by the loss of the bald wizard, but don't worry, he'll be back. He'll be back yeah. next show. He's on vacation, he's enjoying we- the sun and the and the ocean and wherever he's at, he's having a blast. I'm sure, <laughs> and um, we can't wait to see him when he gets back and hear from him. But um, in the meantime, we're um, we're bringing bringing episode episode five to show. You. Still goes on. Show with- still show still goes on, and um, tonight's sub- tonight's segments we go into um, the mystery behind the new type. We also discuss um, some um, listener mail, mm-hmm. and um, the first segment tonight will be our monthly wrap-up of um, episodes 5 through 8 of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. And right. always catch the reviews on MHQ done by Chris to MHQ.net. Yeah, hit, the, hit MHQ.net, and also um, the Gundam website, which is on MySpace at www.myspace.com slash Gundam the show. If you want to reach us by email, send all emails to um, GundamMAHQ at gmail.com. And, um, we'll and also be- remember, too, you can download it. Um, you can download the show on iTunes. Right. We keep forgetting to say that since episode yeah, one. Exactly. But right. if anybody has this, an iPod like I do mm-hmm. and you can are allowed to listen to it at your job, just go <laughs> to the podcast section. We're listed under Gundam, and all the episodes will be up, you including... Uh, the you guys spoke and we listened. Yes. There are now two versions of the show available. Uh, the the, the uh, I like to call the um the regular version of Gundam and of course the um unplugged version, which is light on the music throughout the segments. You oh, they'll open and close with music, but for the most part you'll you'll still get the commercial breaks. But for the most part, it's just it's music light for those who don't really like the musical accompaniment, which yeah. I have no problem with. As long as I'm producing episodes, it's easy for me to do. I'll do it for you guys. Yeah. So we 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 listened. Uh, we we heard you. We listened, and we took care of it. That's right. So. It's not about ego, Jack. It's yeah. not about it. But <laughs> there's a lot of exciting news going on today. Yes, I do. Hot off the presses. Neil's mm-hmm. got it. The pages are still a little hot coming out of the printer. But um, <laughs> actually, uh, a lot of good things that are coming. And once again, this my news is always courtesy of Ganada. Oh, yes. Um, at aeug.blogspot.com. Check it out. I know our last show we had talked about the SD Gundam Collection box set. Wow. Um, that was released in Japan, and it was ranked seven on the week or seventeenth on the weekly anime DVD charts. Oh, its man. first week of sales. Don't have any actual unit numbers, um, but uh, it's doing really well. Also, I know that we had spoken about it too, but the band Le Arc NCL that does um, the opening song for. Mobile Suit Double Zero. I guess right. their album is selling very well. I man. guess it helps to 
move units when you are on the Gundam shows in Japan. Wow. I guess the first week uh, it was number one in Japan. Right. They sold like over 220,000 copies. So. Oh, man. Yeah, so they're doing really well. It makes you wonder if they're going to actually switch. You know, like a lot of anime shows will switch, switch the it. song at like episode 13 or 14. It makes you wonder if they're going to do that. They did that with um, Seed. And Destiny too. The every every well, this guy, quarter that, of the show. This director did it. Alchemist, right? And Alchemist yeah, and Alch- changed. Alchemist did it too. Yeah, so, yeah. I do remember and, that. And Lark NCO was um the second band on the Alchemist um Alchem- did the Alchemist openings. So, oh really? Yeah, it makes me wonder if he's going to use them more than once or um use the same bands. I'd like to see him use Pornography. I love that band. And if they if they did the the first opening for Alchemist was really awesome. Yeah. So if they if he gets them to do a theme for Double Zero, I'm right there. Yeah, we'll see. But um, fingers crossed. speaking of Double Zero, just going to go through some of the ratings right. uh, for the, the episodes that we're going to be talking about tonight. Thank you. Five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, episode five um, had a 4.4, so a drop from episode four. Uh, episode six uh, was a flat 5.0 rating, percent rating. Right. Uh, it's week of viewing. Episode seven was a 4.9. Ooh. And episode eight was at a five. So they're pretty much hanging between that four and a half to five percent range as which is which is pretty good considering when the show comes on as long as it doesn't take a considerate dip that's all i'm asking i just i just i yeah. hope it continues to climb or at least stay at a at a at a, um at a regular level so that which know. amazes me because uh, episode five is probably the best episode of the four and it had the lowest rate wow <laughs> so but uh we'll discuss but, that and uh, we'll discuss that later on the topics that's always the initial release of the episode though and there's got to yeah. be a lot of people tivoing the show Oh, of so, course. I mean, yeah, it's I, just I, like here. So I, I think TiVo has changed the face of how people watch television, but that's a whole other discussion right there. But um, I know um, last episode two we talked that uh, Shars Counterattack and F Nine One are going to be released on Blu-ray. Uh, I encourage people to go to Ganada's site, and I can't. You can't see it here because you know we're doing this. Uh, this is recorded. And there's no there's no visual on it, but right. definitely check out the uh, covers for the two uh, Blu-ray for Shars Counterattack and F Nine One. They look really cool. They do look good. I can't wait to see what the transfer looks like. Yeah, so Ooh. I mean they they look they look really nice. But I actually like the F Nine One cover a lot better, even though it's not as good as the show. The movie's it's not, not as, as good, good as Shars Counterattack. But uh, it's when it comes to the covers, it's a lot better. But um, and more into art, Gundam art, I guess. Uh, Kuno, Kunio Okawara, oh, uh, one of the, it was it one of the animators on. He's the, he's the, like the the mech designer of mech um, designer. Mobile Suit Gundam, and um, he he pretty much drew up the initial design of the Gundam. So he always gets a credit for every Gundam series. No well, for all you Gundam fans out there, if you um, really want something that's really cool and unique. Uh, on the Gundam, on the Yahoo auctions in Japan, they're going to be auctioning off three posters from the Mobile Suit Gundam movie trilogy. Wow. And they're actually going to be signed by Mr. Okawara. And these are not reproductions. According to what I'm reading here, these are 30, these are the 30, these are 30 year old movie posters wow. from when these movies came out. And they're going to be offered separately. Um, actually, here shortly, December 4th through the 11th is the first poster for the first film. December mm-hmm. 11th through the 18th is for film 2 and 18 through 25 for the film 3. That's wild, man. I mean, if you think about it, Gundam actually turns 30 mm-hmm. next year on April. Is it? Is, yeah, 2008. So um, 
Yeah, oh, sorry. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. So yeah, so we got two more years. Two more years. It's, yeah, exactly. So yeah, April the twelfth, nineteen seventy nine. So yeah, two thousand nine is gonna be a big year. But uh, for all those people with um, you know some extra cash, or you know, you really want to get something unique for the Gundam fam, mm-hmm. and this holiday, you might want to go on the Yahoo auctions in Japan. That's the Japan site. And lastly, so get your yen up. I got yeah, get your yen up. And um, got some game news. Uh, I know some people out there have played the Garion's Greed games for the PS1. Dude, the day they uh, translate one of those games, I'll jump through the roof. Well, they're going to be bringing them out on the PSP. Uh, Garion's Greed, The Menace of Axis, oh, will be man. coming out on February 7th of next year. It's going to include the Double Zeta and Shars counterattack periods. And you can start off as either a Federation, Xeon, Ayug, Titan or Axis forces. Wow! And there's also reported the appearance of um, the M- the mobile suits from MS Igloo and Harmony of Gundam are in there. What the? And there's Ma- there is said to be about 400 mobile suits and m- mobile armors in the game. Are they? Do you think they might put the um the story arc from um, a new translation in it, like as an alternative? Doesn't say that here. I don't know. Wow. But it, you know that's that's kind of a what if game anyway, so yeah. I'm sure they will. Let's hope not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, estimated gameplay is about twenty to thirty hours, which for a handheld is great. Oh man, especially for a strategy game. I mean, that that's pretty much about the right amount of time right there. And when event scenes don't have any animation, there's going to be about four hundred still scenes created by. Uh, uh, sunrise just for the game oh my gosh so i love having an art book just of those still scenes oh yeah oh man i'm sure that which will come out in japan which i'll and, have to hunt down and on fantasmu.com uh there's a video inter- interview with uh norahiko usamura the game producer for the garen greed series wow so i haven't checked it out yet um but i'm sure there's going to be a, a subtitled version either on youtube or online so that'll be interesting for everybody to take a look at look it's also going to have some uh, screenshots for the game on there um and my last two little things are kind of things set in the real world here uh the first is on bbs11 digital i guess it's one of the ca- cable channels in japan actually uh this Yesterday, Saturday, uh, they were airing a show called Ken's Show, The World of Mobile Suit Gundam, oh my God. Road to the Universal Century. Uh, it's a two-hour special examining how much closer uh, society is to the Universal Century. Uh, the broadcast is going to look at space program of today, robotic technology, high-tech weaponry, in contrast with the science and technology of oh. the UC. Um, oh man, we we are so robbed here in the states. <laughs> the hosts are um, UC, uh, Gundam UC author Haratoshi Fukai right. and TV personality idol Kaoru Makabe, and for everybody, all of our fans are going to be our, our favorite Gundam fan is going to be making a special guest appearance in there. Cool, Gak. Oh no! So oh no, but, um, the man alive. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I guess I guess it's probably going to be like those uh, Star Wars and Star Trek tech things I I saw on the History Channel, where they basically just kind of show how you know these shows influence technology today and see if if we're any closer to what they actually theorized in exactly. it. So hopefully that will be translated too, because I want to take a look at that. Maybe any, we'll any, talk about that. Any fans of groups listening? I beg of you to please translate that. If you can find the rip, please. You know what? I'll shut up now. 
And the last thing, the last thing that we'll discuss is uh, this is more for me than anybody, but for anybody else, it's a car fan. I'm a big car fan. Right. But um, they, everybody knows here in America that the GTR, uh, the Skyline, the Nissan Skyline, is coming to the U.S. next year. Ooh. And they talked to uh, Shiro Nakamura. Uh, he's the chief creative officer at Nissan, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how they they redesigned what the um, what the Skyline looks like now. Right. Uh, next year's model is going to look different than what it does now. Basically, this year's model looks like the Infiniti G35 sedan. Right. It's that's what it is over there, or that's what it is here. But um, he was talking about how they redesigned the car, and he they wanted it to reflect Japanese culture. And uh, the article notes because this was an article that they did in Business Week. Uh, he said in this quote: "The inspiration for the model's square lines and high tech vents came from Gundam." The Japanese what? anime featuring uh, giant robots. Now, oh if you God. go to Nissan Nissan USA site or Motor Trend, they show it. I took a look at the pictures. The car is beautiful because it is a skyline, but um, it's also um, it, I can see what they're talking about. But Ooh. the front vent grills and a lot of the lines are very mobile suit, very angular and. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You serious? Yeah. And unfortunately, though, because uh, I've known Neil for quite some time, and he's always wanted this car. Yeah. And it just turns out the year that it comes out here, that they're actually going the the, the version that's released is actually very inspired by Gundam of all things. Yeah. It's, it's I gotta save my money though. It, I just bought a car this year, but I'm gonna have to save a lot more money. Wow. This car, uh, the Skyline is gonna be sixty nine thousand eight fifty, which to me is. Still kind of inexpensive com- comparing to what they were bringing uh, the imports over yeah, exactly. that you can buy in J- or buy in California. If you wanted to buy the older models but and you had to get them converted, yeah, it was it was it was it was way expensive. But that was, I thought that was kind of cool, and it just shows you how, uh, just like over here in the states, that Star Wars seems to influence a lot of things. Gundam is very much in the culture. of It's Japan. amazing how Gundam is actually popping up more and more in um, in the headlines now, and that that that's be a subject for a later time. But I'm starting to notice that more and more. But that's the news. So, all right. Well, um, keep listening. We'll be back with the first segment, which is finally getting to getting our hands dirty with the next episodes of Gundam Double Zero. And you're listening to Gundam. Gundam, you guys are gullible. <laughs> Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley, and I have diabetes. It hurts me to pee, and it causes me to be short with my family. I can't sleep at night. The other day, I stubbed my toe and took it out on the dog. And two weeks ago, I ran out of vanilla ice cream and struck my wife. Next time on Flip the Script? We don't need to end up like that radio show with the water contest that killed a woman for a week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brutal, That man. was hilarious. But we will have hilarious. A yes, it was. Say that to the kids. <laughs> the fucking two kids. Why'd you think? have to bring the kids into it, man? Because that's Love the kids. I'm going to win you guys a Wii. Why didn't she just save her money so that she could buy it legit? Why didn't she just? Sta- she just still can't even buy one to this day. To I me, just, it's like save your fucking money and then you'll get you'll buy. Uh, it. Oh, hold I on, just hold on. To interject, Lieutenant right. Doctor. When people find out things are free, they lose their fucking mind. Yeah, and the psychology behind free shit and happened. people is like crazy. When something actually, yeah, that, all I know is the kids when they grow up. What happened to your mother? She died. Why? She's trying to win much. us. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't, no. That's not the bad part. <laughs> With metal it's slug. the fact that she drank too much water. Try explaining that. That's not the bad part. Yes, it's it the, is. She, she drank did. a lot of water. She got water poisoning. I mean, I guess that can happen. But it did to win a wee. <laughs> a 
fucking toy. Which by that point will probably be easily attainable at any kind of secondhand yeah, store. Like, like I said. But every time those kids see like, a fucking Wii, they're, they're going to have, have this mental happened, issues. This happened after Christmas. So Jeez. it's like not even like during the rush during Christmas. No, you, so I'm like, what? You know like, You know what would be great though? The contest we need is, this is the flip the script contest. Our, you need to videotape how many cigarettes you can smoke. Oh, in a in a twenty four hour period. Okay, you're not right, in charge no, of any contest. Please, no. We're, we're done with this contest that. for now. <laughs> you're, you're, gonna, you're going to get and, somebody killed. And, 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 oh, I know. Real and cool. you win. And you and the, the grand prize. Oh God. You win death. Is Soul Bros half used ultra degree deodorant, cool rush flavor. And degree is the <laughs> sh- flavor. <laughs> I should slap you with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and an empty sun kiss bottle. But you know what? Real nice. quick. You know, you know what? Real quick. What's Every up? time I look at my Wii, I'll be like, I still have my mom. Still <laughs> <laughs> have your wife. You know what? Oh, shit. <laughs> that is, that is the what single most hateful <laughs> thing we've heard on the show yet. <laughs> you know what? I gotta shake your hand on that one. Because that, that was pure <laughs> hate. I'm missing the laughter, guys. It will never, oh, ever, ever get more hateful that was... than what we just heard. <laughs> Next time on with the script. And then I find out my wife's been dead for six years. Who the hell did I hit? This message brought to you by Flip the Script. Just gotta keep on trucking, yes sir! I'm gonna go outside and make myself a nice big shiny first place medal, sit in the sun, and have a stupendous friggin' day! Gun damn it! Well, alright, you're messy. Would you make me a medal too? Welcome back. This is episode five of Gundam at MHQ. I'm one of your hosts, Neil Lornick. And I'm here too as Sobro Ryu, buddy. And uh, we're going to be minus uh, host this week. Oh. Uh, I know episode four, uh, Chris from MHQ had joined us, but he's on vacation. Oh, he's we hope him, wish him good time. Yep. And we can't wait for him to get back. Come on back, ball wizard. We miss you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with that, we're just going to go over... Um, uh, episode 5, 6, 7, and 8 of Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, Double Zero. Um, and, of course, uh, if always check out Chris's reviews on MHQ.net. Right now he's uh, up to Episode 7. When seven. he comes back, he will definitely get caught up with um, 8 and 9 yes. and, and 10. And all the ones after. Oh, yes. But um, So we're just going to go over that, and we just want to let anybody know that we'll have probably limited spoilers in this. So if you haven't seen any episodes... Just fast forward this part, <laughs> but uh, I'll go into it real quick. Uh, episode five uh, was kind of a standalone episode. Very uh, much so. Um, got more character driven. Got to see a lot of the characters in action. Uh, kind of see what they're like. Right. Uh, basically, it's just coming. It's coming off the thing of uh, Tiberia returning to the Union. Yep. Um, after that, after that, after they tried to play Celestial Being, and um, they weren't trying to have that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we. Get more FaceTime with Marina from Ajistan, the yep. little, I guess she's a princess or a queen. Yep. Uh, it seems like she's been called both. Uh, she's going on a goodwill tour around Europe to get some support for the old country. To me, she seems a little bit like Princess Diana. She's not mm-hmm. quite in control, but she's kind of a, um, a uh, what's it called? Figurehead. A figurehead, exactly. And she's got an assistant named um, 
what's her name? Uh, Sharon. Sharon. And she's a little bitter, and um, you can see that she has a lot of bite to her. And um, it's mainly because women in that country have no say. Right. And, you know, she's probably quick as a whip, and she could probably do a better job than most of the people in parliament in, her, in their nation. But she'll never get the chance, and so she's probably pretty bitter about it. And so she tries to do what she can through Marina by giving her advice. But it makes me wonder what her true agenda is. Well, and basically this is um, one of uh, the kind of like a normal Gundam episode where you got about five things going on at once. Um, With that, we have uh, Saji and Luis go to one of the orbital elevators. My man Saji, man. Um, Got the private cabin. Hallelujah is in the orbital elevator with them at the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, In the meantime, though, Celestial Being has to observe a mobile suit test from the HRL, which will be outside said orbital elevator that's right uh so we have uh sergey and soma and soma's testing on a new uh new suit we get our first new type reaction or quasi new type reaction between hallelujah and soma she basically freaks out yeah. fires at the um fires at the station the part in the station where um, my, my Saji man. and Luis are. Exactly. My man, Hallelujah, got a little gangster in that episode. Yes, he did. Oh, man. <laughs> but um, he... Um, For a brief moment, a little Jekyll and Hyde moment. Oh, yes. Very much so. Talking to himself. Yep. We got, but, a, little, we got a little insight as to his, his background a little bit. We, we discovered that um, he was drifting in space as, as a mm-hmm. young man. I don't know um, what happened during that time, but it traumatized him, and he didn't want to see the same thing happen to um the people who became victimized by Soma's um, outbreak. Yeah, and I definitely get the the take that he is probably from the same super soldier program that she came from. Exactly. Uh, he breaks orders, helps out, helps save the the gravity block that's been detached and is falling to Earth, helps sold Sergey, and we get to see uh, Sergey with the ethical dilemma of and what am I doing is right in the HRL or is Celestial being right or exactly what the hell do, what the hell you know but I, I like him a lot because he's the old war horse mm-hmm. and um, there's a scene in the episode where he tries to save the people on board with you know he has a he's risking his own life because you know he he knows it's a use, hopeless situation it's pretty much his Jack Bauer moment yeah he's trying to you know trying to help out the best he can but he's under a time crunch and there's nothing more he can do. And it's also nice to see that everybody in Celestial Being is not faceless and cold and heartless. Exactly. Because uh, we get to see that Sumeragi uh, greenlights the save, uh, uh, the, you know, the saving of the gravity block uh, by allowing Lock-On and Setsuna to help, which is actually surprising to me that Setsuna helped. Yeah. But he was told to, so I, I, I'm, I'm guessing um, I'm guessing that's the reason why he did it. But you know, if yeah. he wasn't told to, he, w- he wouldn't have taken action at all. Which was kind of interesting. You got to see a lot of characters in this one, but very few. Uh, I think it was just one scene, the one scene with Lock-On and Setsuna. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, was, they made a cameo, and that was it. Yeah, they made a cameo, cameo along with Haro. Haro did his thing. Haro did his thing. <laughs> um, but it was a great, I think it's probably one of the best episodes uh, so far it's in my, the in the show. So far, it's my favorite one. And I know when I saw it, I actually called Soul Bro after I got done watching the subtitled version. I was like, wow, this is... Pro-. I mean, I basically said it was one of the best episodes of any type of show or whatever that I've ever seen. It's uh, a white-knuckle ride the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you just didn't know where it was going to go, and it was nice because... It really had nothing to do with the overall story. Overall plot, you got to find you got to find out a lot more about the the smaller characters. Mm-hmm. They developed Saji some. I mean, there was a, a foreshadowing yep. moment where you came across Wang, 
and um, they crossed paths, and then you know he easily got yoked out of it by um, Louise. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think that I don't think that'll be the first time they run into each other, or the last. So, and the whole spoon feeding of the explanations of um, the technology of and the, the world, yeah. it continues. Uh, like, I was gripped by that, and, you know, mm-hmm. until until Louise pulled him out of the cabin. It was like, darn it! But it made Witch. sense, and it was nice because we didn't have a whole five minute soliloquy from the explanation lady on. You know what happened, but um, damn it, Louise! Damn your Pringles. <laughs> which um, which brings which brings us to episode six. But we're actually going to kind of talk about episode six and seven together because yep. they were basically um, two it's, part episode. it's a two part arc more or less. Um, it starts off, and we're introduced to a new character. Uh, Ali Alasurgis. Well, we kind of introduced to in the first episode, but we never got to see him. Right. If you remember the um, the voice over the loudspeaker during the time where um, you saw um, Setsuna trying to dodge uh, the Metal Gears trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a youngster, uh, that was Ali Alasurgis' voice over the intercom. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're keeping score, write that down in your scorecard. Yep. And but, um, we find out that he's basically a mercenary for hire. Yeah. Works for. Another new player yeah. in the in the world, a uh, company called PMC Trust. Exactly. I guess the o- easiest way of equating them is I'm sure everybody hears in the news about Blackwater International in Iraq. Exactly. Uh, it's basically the double zero version of Blackwater, yep. it seems. A PMC. Um, once again, Marina's uh, you know goodwill tour continues in this one. Um, you know she's going to each AEU country to get some support exactly we see that there's actually problems within the aeu um not everything's equal between the countries not at all uh, some of the countries have a little bit more power and we also find out that there is a space race yeah. in uh double zero which makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. the per- the first person to conquer space you know they they they, they, they control pretty much conquer earth yeah they, they control the airspace what else you what else can you do so we see that. We also see a little bit of that the uh, GN reactors of the Gundams actually power, they recharge the support vehicles. That's right. It, it, remember, who was it? Was it, no, it was a Hallelujah or Tiara? I think it was Hallelujah. I think it was Hallelujah. Yeah. So they, and he, it was the, when he was speaking with Lorcan. Yeah. Yeah. The Prometheus. That's that that's right. So, so that's why uh, they always have to rotate and go back into space all the time. Yeah, yeah. which you know, which is showing how powerful these engines are and how crucial the Gundams are. If they lose yeah. one, they are in they're they're really in deep. Yeah, they yeah. really are. Um, basically, uh, the AU plays a trump card. They start sending some. Uh, they want to do a joint exercise to send a lot of their mobile suit troops to a country called Morelia. Right. Um, Morelia is basically controlled by PMC Trust. That's right. Um, and, of course, the Gundams have to go, and they're going to react to that. Celestial Beings going to react to it. Uh, interesting thing, we see that um, Graham and Billy come back to Earth, and that we actually see that Billy and Sumeragi have a little bit of uh, history con- together. They have a connection. Don't yes. know if it's a love connection or just a cool connection. But I think I think they were... They um, were Lovers, Do you I think, think they were involved at one time? I think so. And I guess they were maybe both they were both students of uh, the professor or the uh, the one scientist that um yeah is in ch- is part in of charge um, of the anti Gundam team yeah exactly and they were basically trying to get information from each other yeah they're, they're kind they, of feeling each other out yeah you know without you know coming out and saying who they're affiliated with at that yeah. same time but 
They, bo- they both know they're up to no good. And the <laughs> professor actually asked about Simaragi when Billy gets back yeah. uh, to the you know, to the laboratory there. So, and that's not her real name either, I guess. No. Yeah. Well, he calls her by some type of name. I think it was a pet name. or That's the only thing I could think of. Is right. Maybe it's a pet name or that is her real name. It could be. I mean, Cause, um, the, the thing we find out later about the names and of, of the, the Gundam Meisters. Of the Gundam Meisters and that we'll they're, all, that shortly. <laughs> they're all fake, apparently. But it, it that, that brings up the fact that I love the fact that the show – doesn't give you the whole rundown yeah. or the whole explanation of each character. Mm-hmm. You get bits and pieces as you watch the show, and I think that's a perfect tactic on giving on 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 enticing the viewer to keep watching because you want to find out more about these characters and what makes them them. Some characters yeah. I straight up hate right now, but I don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. But as you learn more and more about them, they become more human, and you get to learn you know exactly where they're coming from, why they are they are. Tiaria is one of them. I want to know his backstory, and he's the one we know the least about right now. Right. And, you know, I, I, I may end up liking the guy by series end, but I, I have no way of knowing that right now. And that brings a good segue. of We find out in 6 and 7 about TR, how much of a hardliner he is within Celestial yeah. Being. Something's making him that way. He seems to be the only one uh, that is just fully into Celestial Being. Yep, and what they're out to do. Because, um, because of what he did in Episode 5, Hallelujah's in confinement. Yeah. Of course, they take him out when they need it, when they need to send the Gundams to Morelia. And he's pretty much on probation at that point. Yeah. So then we get uh, we get the old uh, Gundam upgrades. Yeah. In, in these episodes, uh, the Exia gets the GM blades, mm-hmm. and Dynamis gets basically um, Desai's endless waltz uh, cloak, shield cloak. So. We're bringing it back. Yeah, we're bringing it back. Um, the new duo Maxwell. Great, you know, great animated battle scenes. Uh, definitely, PMC Trust is not in the same league of the Gundams. Not at all. Uh, their pilots or their equipment, but but they did, they did give Ali one hell of a mobile suit. Yeah, they do give Ali uh, a mobile suit because he's called back to Morelia. And I mean, even if it is um, inferior to the Gundam. He's one hell of a pilot, apparently, because yeah. that man held up his own. I mean, he, he pretty much fought um, Setsuna without a scratch. Yeah, so episode six basically ended with uh, the confrontation between the Exia and Ali. Mm-hmm. We go into episode seven. They're duking it out. And exactly. basically, because Ali's a real confident, cocky guy, he's got to yell out everything over his loudspeaker. So <laughs> Setsuna goes through a little freak-out phase and recognizes, this hey, voice. I know you. And, and uh, it, it starts to, the wheels spinning in Ali's mind after they confront each other outside mm-hmm. the cockpit exactly. as to who he could be. Now, I think he's pretty much narrowed it down to the fact that he's got to be one of his old constituents from back in the he day. Does, he, does remer- he does remark about that because of the way that Sasuna had, um, you know, some of the ways that he reacted to their fight. Yeah. And their fight was good. Um Ali, like you said, is a very good pilot. He's a very good pilot. Um, he seems to be very charismatic. Setsuna, it definitely sees that we, as as good as we finally get the first take that he's winning a lot of these battles because of the Exia. Exactly. Not necessarily because of his piloting skills. Uh, there's two There's two questions that I know will get answered in the series by series N. One of them is, what caused Ali to change mm-hmm. from a God-fearing, you know, uh, just jihadist actually though that that's interesting because in episode seven we find out that i think he just used it um you think it was a scam artist it was a way to recruit kids because wow i remember in episode seven after um after his battle with satsuna and 
PMC Trust troops are decimated, yeah. but only him and a few of his squad members, because a few guys that are in his squad, survive. Yeah. They meet up with some of the other leaders of PMC Trust, and he talks about God, and he says something about money being his God. Yeah. So See, it's he, basically, he, yeah. He played those poor kids? Yeah. Because for, mm-hmm. for those who didn't see the episode... He, what he did is um he convinced these children. Yeah, it's a flashback, yeah. and then we find out a little bit about Setsuna. And Setsuna was one of them back when he was like, I, I don't know, maybe nine, around 19 years nine, old. 10 years old. Yeah. Exactly. He actually shot his mother to death, along with all these other kids who also pretty much gave their allegiances to Ali. One of the first tests of their um allegiance was to kill their families. Well, it seemed like the only way he would accept them. He was the only way to accept them. It showed yeah. how freaking devoted they were. And they had to do that, and and that traumatized Setsuna at one point. But I mean, it also makes me not feel too much um, sympathy for him because you know, as a young man, he did something that extreme, yes. which goes to show his state of mind at that time, and the fact that he's pretty broken now. But at the same time, he kind of reaps what he sowed at the same time. So it's kind of interesting too. Um, and now he's godless. He's first, a complete atheist now. First real take on. Um uh, a different take on a Gundam pilot and how his parents affected him. Yeah. This one, um, you know. Never seen a Gundam pilot actually purposely kill his parents. No. We've had them where they made mistakes. Yeah. Or something happened. And, you know, just in course of actions of what they did, that, somebody got killed. Exactly. But, um, yeah, very interesting episode. Um, and then which brings us to episode eight. Oh, oh um, man. Real interesting one because towards the end of episode seven, because of what um, the Gundam Meisters had did, uh, there was a series of terrorist attacks, and that's what made that episode hit close to home. Yes, yeah, because I mean, it's a fear of it that's in everybody's mind today. Would this happen to us? It's already happened around the globe in numerous places, yep. and you know, someone could easily do that now. And, and poor Saji and Luis. Because they are like, and they have the worst luck of any yeah. people. They remind me of the little girl in Go Gaigar. Uh, oh wow, the little, little redheaded girl. It's like every time that the um, that the aliens showed up, she was just in the wrong place at the wrong, wrong time. time. But, <laughs> um, so w- they actually witness one of the attacks in Japan. We find out in uh, early in episode eight that this mm. is a response to what the uh, celestial being did. Um, so then we get basically, uh, celestial beings out for trying to find the terrorists. Uh, they actually locate the bases and attack them. I do think that was a red herring though. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe so. I think so too. It's a convenient excuse. And I think someone played them into believing that was the people behind it. If it, if it really oh, is yeah. Ali, cause Ali foreshadowed yeah, that something yeah. big was going to happen around the world. And if it's really his people that were doing it, yeah. then I don't think he would, I think he's too slick to let his own people get killed. Um, and they may have they, that's the, the powers that be around may have played celestial being into thinking that these were the people that were behind it. But, so um, we have that. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out in that episode two that uh, Lacan was a victim of terrorism oh, yeah. as a child or in his younger days. We have the Relina Peacecraft Hero Yui oh, um, confrontation between Setsuna and. Uh, Marina, which wasn't as subtle as I'd have liked it to be. Yeah, I mean it seemed kind of forced, but um, I- I'll yeah. I'll accept it for now. I I think it was an overkill that he actually swooped by her plane at the end of the episode. Yeah, but um, yeah. I I I they had to meet sometime, and I guess it's better now than later. But you find um, out that his real name isn't Setsuna, so no, those horrible horrible names like Lock On Stratus and all that. 
They're all code names. All Thank BS. God. I mean, granted, it makes sense now because Lock On is a um is a sniper. Right. So you know that makes perfect sense. And Hallelujah. I don't know what his name is relates to, but it may be something Angel religious because he flies the Zeta. Yeah. One. That's the only thing I could think you of. May, yeah. And Tiaria, I'm not sure what that could allude to. And Setsuna is code name for something. But um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is we see uh, the only other time I saw this in a Gundam show was in. Uh, 08th MS team, we see that the Gundam, it, they're so advanced that their voice activated and that they can walk without the pilot in it. Because remember yeah. when Setsuna comes and uh, he's going to go into the Gundam, he basically does, they have voice, which is another thing. Those, these Gundams, all the other Gundams, they never had any type of anti-theft deterrent system. <laughs> these have it. They're all voice activated. These so. have OnStar. And the, LoJack, <laughs> they have LoJack. They have the uh, you know the uh, the the radios that don't work. You know, another thing that tripped me out is that we finally get to see what keeps them in, in place in the seat. There's that a, too. There's a backlock behind the uh, on the on the um mm-hmm. the normal suits that they wear that locks them into the place, and I guess it acts as an activation key. Also, I'm not sure they can pilot they, them without a, it, but and they have a retina scan too on. Yeah, there. they do. Man, so but the pretty good episodes. Um, any kind of thoughts? Over what we saw, well, um, or any anything changed in your, your what's your thought or dir- the direction that they're going to go quickly? Well, um, I, I not to go too much into it. I love the way, where the series is going now. I like the direction. I like the um, the way the the way we're getting bits and pieces of everybody's lives as opposed to getting the whole um, uh, information dump onto us. And um, I like my main thing that I am keeping a close eye on is Saji Crossroad. I yeah. keep harping this, but every episode they develop that man. They, so, he always has commentary on what's going on, and I can see how the events are shaping him slowly but surely, and the subtle hints of things that are happening in his own personal life that are going to play a role later on in the series. I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, they may they may pull one they may pull a fast one on us, but I believe he's going to play a key role later on. I like the way it's still going. Um, I'm I agree with you with the. Um, Setsuna meeting with Marina. Right. Didn't like it. Seemed a little too. It seemed a little too early too. Um, the other thing, you know, the other thing that kind of reminded me was the old Ali Setsuna meeting. It harked of Full Metal Panic. Yeah. It, and it, it was, I mean, there was, there, was, there was a lot of FMP influence right there. For for as much uh, innovation that they've done for a Gundam show, you know. Some of these things are some clearing things that kind of yeah. You got to go back to the well sometimes, yeah. I guess. But um, I like, uh, but I I do enjoy the way that the uh, way they're the way they're explaining the world. Um, there definitely seems like I'll be honest with you. Uh, my prediction as of right now, and I'm sure it'll change as we see more episodes. Uh, Celestial being isn't the um, all knowing or all good. Um, Savior of the world. No, like it isn't. being portrayed. I honestly think the four pilots are going to end up going their own ways. Yeah, because I, I, I think... There's going to be a breakup of the highest proportion. Something's going to change the face of the um, of, of what's going on. I almost on think show. that they have a hand in, in the world stuff, and they're just... I don't know. They're, they're, what they're preaching isn't what they're doing. Is what not what the higher ups are doing. Yeah, the stage is going to change, and something's going to cause um, a rift in that organization. I can guarantee. I, I, I guarantee that too. I believe. Yeah. So, um, but that was our thoughts, mm-hmm. takes, and a quick synopsis of those uh, four episodes: five, six, seven, and eight. Of course, always go on mahq.net to see Chris's reviews. I think he's up to seven now. Yep. Um, I'm sure when he gets back, he'll get he'll get up to date he with eight and nine. Up. 
He's got plenty of work to do. I'm sure he does. <laughs> but um, that's our thoughts, and we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Fix this Gundam door! All right, Darby. Get your cards. We'll settle this once and for all with poker. Kindly cut the deck. Jotaro. I need to hear y'all say those little words. All right. I will bet my soul. Good. Let's begin. What's wrong, sir? Hurry up and look at your cards. I'm keeping them. I'm going to bet with these five cards. How can you play the game without looking at your cards? Hey, Abdul, I need a favor. A favor? I'll go along with that. But why aren't you looking at your cards? I'm going to raise you all of Abdul's soul. What? If Chotaro wants me to bet, I will trust him. Hey! I asked you for a cop! I'm raising you 15 chips and all! What? Chotaro has no more chips left. You all have got joint soul. Jotaro! Alright, so down. Hold on, I'm not finished. There's a little matter of a raise I'd like to make. What the? Vagina chips! I'm gonna raise you, my mother's soul. Not this holy! If you lose, you have to reveal the secret of Dio's stand. Come on! Are you gonna call or fold? Say it out loud! Right now! Seated the game. In his mind, he'd folded the cards. So all the souls he captured are now released, since he has admitted his defeat. Four of a kind. In his hand, yet four kings. Jotaro, those face down cards of yours, what were they? Ugh. Oh, I thought so. Nothing but garbage. Kid, huh? you just said I thought so. Does that mean you knew what my cards were? Uh, nerve assault me and then ask for a meal you're getting squat that's how you treat a guy who wins the whole dark tournament thanks for saving my life it all pal but my sandwich is just too goddamn good welcome back to gundam at mahq our next segment is about something that's been explored mainly in uc or universal century gundam but um, it's been touched upon in some alternate series as well. 
And um, it's something that is very mysterious and really never has been fully defined and I don't think ever should be. Otherwise, it loses the mysterious um, factor. But um, tonight, we're going to talk about new types and um, just the kind mythos behind thoughts, them. And our, our thoughts, thoughts on and them. theories, I guess mm-hmm. you'd want to say. And then somebody, this is kind of a topic that somebody had on the, um, on the boards. On the boards, up. I brought up. So um, I guess I'll start it. I guess go for it. My the new types. I mean, basically, they were covered in what you see: uh, Gundam Seed and Gundam. X, Gundam correct, X. and touch upon very very lightly in um, Turn A Gundam. That's right, that's and, right. And um, and I don't know if it's been fully clarified yet, but um, we may have seen a little bit of new type influence in um Double Zero with Double uh, Zeros with the, yeah. with the interaction between Alleluia and um Soma Pyrrhus. Yeah. So, so, um, I'll be honest with you the the explanation I think is probably the best to me. And the most interesting is uh, the Gundam X uh, theory, where it was just basically they became mutants. You think it was so? A mu- it was a mutant. Um, yeah, because it's the only way to really explain it. And it would bring about the whole thing of, uh, you know, you, you always hear, like, when they're talking about NASA and stuff, that there's they're always trying to figure out what the effects being in space will have on the human body. It will have on the human body. That's and true. it always seems like most of the new types are space-born or spend a lot of time in space. space. Some people find their new type powers. Even though they lived on Earth the entire time, they yeah. get into space and find out that space has always been calling to them in the first place. Um, I like the fact that new types have an extra you know, ESP. They, can, they have that extra sensory perception when it comes to just the world around them that they don't need their eyes to see because the whole explanation what in the novel from Mobile Suit Gundam mm-hmm. explains that when you're in space things can come at you at any angle right. from any direction there's no up in space there's, n- there's no real you know compass in and space and depth perception was really difficult yes. I remember them talking about that exactly. too exactly I mean looking in the blackness of space there's no mm-hmm. lighting so you know looking at your enemy way ahead you know it could be right in front of you and you may not be able to see them yeah. Because, you know, you're not getting enough sunlight coming your way, you know, to or you may not be in the atmosphere like on the moon or something, which, you know, radiates, you know, the light from, you know, the sun or stars from around. You. Or, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that, that it brought up a lot of things that, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't, you know, ever, would ever think of. Yeah, it's it's I mean, the reason why I like the mutant theory is because it, it just it seems the most plausible. Um, unfortunately, I mean, to me, even though I like the explanations and you see. Um, they, it kind of seems almost supernatural more than anything, I, I, especially it, in the shows. The, the book, yeah, delved in it a lot different, different take. It did. It gave you a, a a clearer vision of what what made a new type and what the powers consisted of, but you know, it really didn't define them either. I don't think they should be defined though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and I like the way that you, with every show, you get kind of a different take. Yeah. On a uh, new type because, um, you know, because in what is it in the Tamino Gundam you see shows, uh, it's a, it's a lot different take. It's more of a supernatural, more of um, a spiritual thing. Right. Where like in F nine one, it was just it was a little little different. It didn't even seem very supernatural. It seemed almost kind of freakish. And yeah. And by the time V rolled around, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh man, it, like new types were cannon fodder. 
<laughs> and and it and it also the thing with new types is I think it was one of these concepts that they and it shows how the progression of these shows. Um, I think originally his intention was this was just kind of a explanation of why Armoro was such a good pilot, right? But it was it's kind of weird as we go further in the shows that um, we get to see these. You know, there's a it's almost kind of a force thing that new types become the focal point. And then you see, like, and you said in Victory, they're really non-existent. I mean, there's a few of them there, yeah. but um, you know, they're 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 almost well, kind of non-existent. And in F nine one, they're non-existent. Yeah. Well, too. Vi- Victory had them in drove, but they they weren't really the the crucial characters. Yeah. Um, save for you know Uso, of course, and um, Shakti, and Shakti's mother, and then you know, but some of the oh, minor a new, players, a new type baby, new the new type baby. That's right. Um, Marbet's Marbet's uh, baby. Um, our, our Marbet and uh, what, Arthur, Arthur, Oliver, um, Oliver. Thank you. Thank Watch you. out for the tires. They- <laughs> Which will be covered in one of the funniest deaths. Oh man, coming, coming soon. soon. Coming soon. Oh man. But but um, no. It, it it's in 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 victory. That was the most tragic, uh, end game for new types. Yeah, I think that's when it really hit its cusp. And you know, Tomino said, you know, you know, this is ultimately what man would do. Yeah. In order to manipulate them into um into using it for their using them for their own good or their their own gain. And um, I, I guess at that point, maybe the, the forces that, that be decided that new types shouldn't be as prolific as they are. But yeah. I, I always thought that the the ideal future would be that mankind would all become new types. Right. In the end, those that went into space and moved on would well, become that was, them. That was the thing in Shars Counterattack that he was trying to achieve. And, right. And you kind of see that there's almost that move towards it, but then... Like you said, I think people just got scared of them. And the people that were in power that weren't new types, they wanted to get rid of them because they saw how powerful and polarizing these people are. That's true. And uh, Fla- If you flash forward all the way to Turn A Gundam, there's practically none in existence at all. Uh, the only one is, uh, what's his, Cor- Corin? Yeah, Corin, Corin, Corin. Nander. Nander. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, and I mean, he eventually ends up in space with that one of the other woman, right? And yeah, that's yeah. right. And she was about as crazy as he was, but he was he was still like the only new type in the show. The only character that actually knew that out of the, the out of two characters, he was the first one to ever utter the the fact that the suit was a Gundam. Yeah. He he pulled that name completely out of nowhere from a new type flash. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just it just goes to show that new types will always be connected to Gundam in some way shape or form. Even in um a one speculated new type in a show that really didn't focus on any was in Gundam Wing. A lot of people speculate that um that Qua- uh, Quatra uh, Quatra oh, Reverber Winner, Catcher, yeah. Catcher Reverber Winner was a new type, mm. but um, that's never been confirmed nor um denied. So. I don't see. I don't. I don't know where people would get that from because I didn't really see it. it. Kind of his sensitivity to space and he, he he seemed to be a lot more in tune with um with the things around him. Yeah, and a lot I more guess. serene. But I mean, it's a speculation. But he wasn't. He wasn't even the best pilot though. That was what was crazy. Yeah, that's out true. of the five guys, he but wasn't not, even really the best one. Not every new type's the greatest pilot in the world. I mean. There's some new types. They're not that bad just... though. Most of them are pretty good. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's how they're, they're shown. But yeah, I, I, it's it's a it's an interesting thing because it's it's definitely something you can tell that Tamino brought it. Um, it was influenced by the Force. You can definitely see that yeah, yeah, from. You can see from, that from uh, Star, Wars. Star Wars. As much as I'm not too big about Star Wars, and don't hate me, guys, but um, I just I you can, I I can't deny that the the mysticism behind new types. It's the same thing with the Jedi. It's the same thing with the Jedi. The Jedi is a bit more, a bit more, um, 
what's the word, mythological than yeah. new types. New types seems to be like a force of nature as opposed to Jedi where, you know, you can master these abilities. They're more, yeah, they're more supernatural, it exactly. seemed like. But, um, and then the most interesting one was probably take was... Um, Gundam X? Gundam C. Cause they oh, didn't, Gundam C. Oh, yeah. Because you didn't... It, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if they just kind of threw in new type just to have a new type or because there was only, there's only what? Three people that are new types that were, well, four. It was in the original Gundam C. There was, um, Alda Flaga. Right. It was Mula Flaga. And it was Alda Flaga's clone, which was, uh, Rala Rala Cruce. Cruce, And then of course, Kira Yamato. And then prayer. Prayer. Rever- yeah. yeah pra- in, from, the, in the manga. Uh, from, but um, out of what is that? That's what? Five out of those five people, four have a known, connection with each other that's true are related wasn't there one other guy um an older pilot who piloted uh, morgan yeah he was yeah. in one of the games yeah, and exactly. he was in the manga too he was yeah. in the manga also yeah and he looked he looked kind of like um like uh he was from the la flaga family wow he kind of looked that that same type of you know european look right lighter hair what's his last name chevalier chevalier yeah, yeah. So I mean, he was definitely French. So wow, it makes you wonder if they are connected. That that was the most interesting one because I didn't, you know, it, it was kind of a it, they kind of spoon fed that. Well, in the original show, they did. I know yeah. when they redid the movies and stuff, they basically showed it from the beginning. Well, they straight up confirmed it. <laughs> but what was nice about that was they only sensed the people that had the power. That's true. I it, mean, it seemed like it kind of regressed a little bit. Yeah. In there, I mean, granted, move was move was so bad. I mean, it was a bad. He's a great man. pilot. Woo! But man. he only really used. It only seemed like it worked for him when Le Creuset was around. Le Creuset or even Kira. Um, I, I, that kind of lends to the fact that why he, he him and Kira, him and Kira had such a good bonding. Yeah, they had such a good relationship. Exactly. And then I mean, the only thing that explains why he became a new type and i know they probably put that in there for fans any more than anything kiri yamato but i wish they would if if he was a if he was a cologne baby made from the same the same laboratory that recruce was in then it must be that he's got some of the la Flaga dna in him the biggest tragedy of um destiny is that they never really went into it yeah i mean you saw more new type flashes and new type connections but you never oh, got ray had, ray had the new type ability too yeah ray had it and yeah, that, so that, that's another people. so that, that would be the sixth one right there and then you know that to me was such a great part of the seed storyline that something could have been done with that i mean yeah. out if you look at it out the flogger a new type went and manipulated the world events mm-hmm. to his own advantage which makes you wonder if his ability of being a new type allowed him to do that right i mean he he was so vain that he wanted to make clones in his image mm-hmm. with his dna with those abilities yep. so it, it that's that was really fascinating to me which made it a real crucial part of the storyline that just completely vanished yeah and I, maybe they didn't know what to do with it maybe they just had a lot on their plate and decided to shuck it i don't know well i think that show had the it basically suffered from listening to the fans too much i think they listened yeah. to too many of the fans that's true i mean that and show is in japan is regarded as a great series yeah i mean people love shin shin oscar and and i i i i i don't think bad of him but anyway that's getting off topic yeah, i'm sorry but but uh <laughs> but uh that was interesting and then the other thing that i and this is why i like the whole theory of um the gundam x explanation was in gundam x jameel neat when he used his ability yeah. it hurt him it hurt him and because he you know suffered the shock of destroying the world and i guess it overloaded his senses right and when 
he tried to use that ability a few times you you know would cause ear bleeding and you know cause him great pain so that's where i think that explanation's him good. and his rival as well I mean, the only person mm-hmm. in the world that could actually utilize a new type powers, except for maybe an artificial new type that shows up later on the show, is Tifa Adil. Yeah. And Tifa Adil, it's kind of, it's kind of a different kind of new type ability. Granted, yeah. she can she can get new type flashes, but a lot of it tended to she manifest itself in the in the dreams where she saw the future. Yeah, she had premonitions more yeah, than anything. More than anything, she was more psychic than she was new type to me. Yeah, she just was you know it, it just tied into that ability. And then there was the um. The girl who was the artificial new type that was under um who was in who was part of that that weapon, Jamil's oh, um yeah. um love uh, love interest from love interest. back in his younger days yeah and then there was um of course um, Dome Dome who was the first new type which was the first new type and apparently the one that um bestowed those powers in that universe right to other new types yeah and, so I mean that that was interesting because you finally saw because the one thing that always made me kind of step back especially in mobile suit gundam and zeta and victory and all this is um they talked they would always show every once in a while these guys would you know armro camille whatever they'd feel the great pain yeah. of killing people but then for most of those shows it never drove them crazy or anything like no that. it didn't we're gonna max it was like jamil witnessed this great tragedy felt the great tragedy and it basically overloaded his psyche and you know took his power and he he became from like you know a power a powerful revered person to you know basically not being able to use it exactly. so I, I thought that was probably the best because that would make more sense that those powers would burn out just it's, like uh, Lancelot his powers burnt out too exactly yeah the, his his they 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 burned out the his same. rival I guess in the, the first war in, in, in the one year war of their period yeah, the one year war yeah but yeah they burnt they burnt out at the same time because of the shock of all the loss of life on Earth they just shut it off I mean I, I don't know how the shock didn't drive them insane yeah I mean that's why new types are rare in the first place first place because probably the the aftershock of all those deaths mm-hmm. around the world if there were any new types left probably killed them they probably killed them the yeah. the feedback and if it didn't kill them it cut their powers off yeah it wasn't tifa it was 15 years from the point where the series starts and right. tifa was born either it, tifa was born after that if i think I she was like rude where they were he, they were basically born like a few months after the battle because i remember yeah. garud talking about his life as a child and he was basically born a few months after the last of the final battle right and you know talking so i'm sure she was the same thing um, exactly you know, right around there and, and for whatever reason uh, her powers began to manifest but well, one thing i love about the show is garud was not a new type yeah that and, was nice and and he was able to master new type like skills mm-hmm. under the tutelage of jamil I mean, when he took on the artificial new type and actually beat him. Without using his powers, Jamil. Exactly. That yeah. was the best. Jamil did it, and then Garud caught on, and he was able to do it, too. And just off a of regular human instinct, and I love that series for that. But um, in, it, in, show, it showed that if you had a talent and practiced enough, mm-hmm. you could beat the new type. Where in the other shows, it was just like, well, they're a new type. You can't beat yeah, them. They can't be Trump. They can't be, t- they, you know, they can't be taken out. So. Exactly. Well, before we wrap up this segment, in 30, sure. in 30 seconds, who is your favorite new type of all time? Or the, you, what do you think is the most potent new type of all time? Most powerful, from what I can see, was Judo Ashta. Thank you. I because was going to say Judo the same Ashta thing. Judo Ashta made Haman Khan pee her pants. Yes. On many occasions. 
She would probably be the close second. She would be the close second, but, I was going to say. Um, my favorite new type, mm-hmm. um, I'm partial to Mulaflaga, um, mainly because of his personality more than anything, and it seemed like there was more limits to it, and uh, Jamil. Jamil. Uh, Jamil Neat. And maybe you see, um, I don't know, probably... Probably right. Slagger, even though he's not shown as a new type in the show, but he is in the book. And Mine from UC would probably have to be Bright Noah and and, and, and Judo, and, those two. And uh, General Revel. General Revel. So. He was a new type, never, although he would never admit it. Yeah. He would never admit but it. What would, be, what would be yours? Anything else? You- um, from UC, it would have to be Judo Oster. Yeah. Mainly because he was a new type and didn't have any of the hangups of it. He adjusted to it like that. And um, he was able to utilize those abilities and and use them in a positive way, while um, and going against uh, another powerful new type, which was Haman. And mm-hmm. you know they clashed. She even feared him, and um, you know, but she was also strangely drawn to him, much like you right. know Camille was drawn to Four, and Amar was drawn to um, Lala. Lala, and but you know. He just seemed like the most well-adjusted new type in the history of the series. Yeah, me. he used his powers, and he it didn't really cause him any drama. And yeah, I would agree with that. And then you know, I would have to say if you were doing well-adjusted, the other one would be Mula Flaga because yeah. he actually Ex- doubted his abilities. Exactly, which was kind of refreshing. Exactly. So he was um he was he was he was able to adjust to him. He had them all his life, all yeah. his life. It's not like they just sprung up in him. He always had them. Mm-hmm. But um, well, that's cool. But I guess this will be something we'll probably delve into more. So, and hopefully, when we get the oh, like third to, member back, I'd like to hear his insight on. I some would of this. like to hear the ball wizard's take on new types too. <laughs> but hopefully, the boards will light up with this with this um, subject anyway. But um, we'll be back in a few moments. You are listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Gundam it. If I kicked his ass, why do I still feel like he won? <laughs> Look at that! This is Soul Bro Review, and when you have a free moment, check out these cool websites. MAHQ.net. And that stands for the Mecha and Anime Headquarters. They have information and reviews on a variety of animes, as well as specs on Mecha from your favorite series. Check out the forums and see what the regulars are saying about Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. A E ug.blogspot.com and that website is Ganada and that's your number one news site for all things Gundam but watch out for those spoilers on Gundam Double Zero though www.myspace.com slash FTS Shinjuku and that's for the podcast that started it all flip the script anime, video games, movies TV and music are a few of the subjects that are tossed about in a roundtable discussion by six very different individuals. Boy Wonder, Dr. Encyclopedia Black, Lee Majors, and Shoji Romero, as well as the host of Gundam, Neil Lorinoke, and Sobro Ryu. GundamOfficial.com That's Gundam O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L dot com And that's for the official website of Gundam, of course. It's managed by the guru of Gundam himself, Mark Simmons. For those who had missed out on Simmons' mega fan site and extensive wiki of mobile suits in the late 90s, labeled the Gundam Project, now's your chance to see the second coming of it at GundamOfficial.com. www.myspace.com slash Gundam the Show. That's G-U-N-D-A-M-N 
the show. And last but not least is the website for the unofficial podcast for all things Gundam and Mecha, Gundam. Check us out on MySpace, and if you're a member, add us as a friend and give us your opinions on the Mecha series you enjoy. Peep these cool websites when you get a minute. Now, back to... Maybe there have been times when I've been pissed and hated things, but it wasn't from this work. My dad's a no-show, my mom's a lush, and school sucks, but this job is the one goddamn thing I've ever been good at. And if all the crap in my life hasn't screwed me up yet, then neither will this. And neither will you. Back to Gundam at MHQ. As always, you can hear us on iTunes also under the podcast uh, section of Gundam. Just look up Gundam. Yep. And uh, since Chris isn't here, um, we're gonna just kind of go into a couple. We, we've got we've been getting a lot of feedback from uh, the listeners, and we uh, enjoy it, and we we thank you guys for giving it to us. And we're trying to respond as quickly as possible. So if we haven't gotten back to you or you haven't heard a response yet, just keep listening because uh, things are a little bit more successful than we thought they would be. <laughs> we've, been, so. we've, we've received the deluge of letters. And you won't believe the downloads the show has been getting yeah. since we've become a part of MAHQ. It's so. ridiculous. But so it's, it's, been a, it's been a little difficult because, unfortunately, this isn't our only job. Yeah. So <laughs> I we wish have, it was. Yeah, I wish it was, too. But, I yeah. I paid for this. I'll be responding to letters all the time. Trust me. But, um, yeah, definitely keep bringing, uh, giving us feedback, giving us uh, segment ideas. Um, you know your stories or whatever, and we'll get to them as quickly as possible. So, but um, we're just gonna meet. We're gonna um, read a couple of letters here. I'm gonna read one and kind of respond to it, and Old Soulbro is gonna read it to it. Uh, first one's from uh, Matt Sinclair, and his name, uh, his story, or his letter goes starts off like this. Hey guys, my name's Mafu. I'm 19, an Australian staying in Japan as an exchange student. He's been studying Japanese for quite some time, and he's pretty confidence speaking it so he's uh he listened to episode or he watched episode five of gundam of uh gundam double zero and he was on a bus uh, on the way to school and i guess a lot of the elementary school kids in japan um Mm -hmm. are not digging double zero too much they're they're still in destiny and they're really loving shinoska and everything can you believe that rich when 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 I saw this, and me and Solbro were discussing it, the only thing I can say is, I think uh, it's Double Zero is what we wanted, the more mature version. Yeah, it's, of it's Gundam. A, it's the Gundam we've been hoping for yeah. all this time. So, and I, I think the Japanese have come accustomed to the um, the fast food Gundam, which was yeah. um, which is they what, what what's the slogan from BK? Um, have it your own way. Have, have, it, your, have own. it your way. Yeah. And uh, uh, there was a lot of fan service in Destiny, and I think it spoiled the fans. Yeah. And you didn't really, it, it, it made the story suffer. It made it suffer. I mean, that, that explains the hastiness of the ending and the fact that they had to even go back and remix the ending and then remix the whole show. So I just, uh, I'm glad we have Double Zero, and I hope it goes well. Yeah, he's basically saying, I mean, these kids, he, I guess he was talking to the kids on the bus, and they're like, you know, uh, Shin is the best. Um, it's you know, it's double zero is okay, but they're not really digging it. So, and, he, I, and I quote, he says, "What the f are these kids 
brain dead <laughs> shin is so emo atherin is way better atherin is the um john mcclain of gundam pilots but <laughs> atherin is way better and double zero is pretty cool it's too early to write it off yeah and but um it just goes to show that um it looks like double zero is having a just socially double zero is having a rocky start but uh the ratings are you know oh, they're, the still, ratings they're are, still there the ratings are good it's just that it i, I don't know it, I, it I think seemed, it's finding its audience that's what i think it is yeah and yeah. i think that for whatever reason i mean i i enjoyed gundam c destiny um you know especially after break the world i could pretty much just leave it um <laughs> i you know I don't know what it is. I mean, they, the Japanese are just so enamored with the characters in that show. So uh, hopefully hopefully Double Zero doesn't get a, a Gundam X. That's all I'm hoping for, but I don't think it will. But um, he listens to our show, and he's excited that there's finally a podcast for Gundam. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised i mean it's from what we're finding out we're the first ones to really do something like this concentrate on gundam and mech shows so but um yeah i mean he he enjoys listening to us um he's you know definitely digging the show he's you know i guess he's telling everybody he can about it so um you know those are kind of the things that we want to hear and Mm -hmm. we definitely want to uh you know uh, we're happy to hear this and we definitely want to just continue to move on and you know t- talk about some things that um, everybody wants to hear but so bro is going to go into another letter real quick and and this one is from my man greg flynn <laughs> and um he writes to us and this one really touched me man i'm reading this and he says hey guys i listened to the first three episodes of gundam two weeks ago and i thought i'd drop you a line much like you guys, I got in the Gundam wing, found the movies, and shortly afterwards became a UC Gundam junkie shortly thereafter and never looked back. Your podcast was great and long overdue for this Gundam star fan. Man, um, I listened to the first three episodes on the way up of the way up and back from visiting my girlfriend in Syracuse, and it really helped pass the time. Conversation, the conversation was good, although it improved the longer I listened. And you, uh, you both clearly became more comfortable with the format the longer you had done it even when discussing things i had not seen the zeta movies which i'm glad he um i'm glad he listened to that episode the yeah. Z- zeta movies and the gun and gundam x for instance i never felt left out mm-hmm. or excluded from the conversation there was a nice mix of topics and i like how you kept it gundam centric discussing mecha shows I love the tsunami style remixes. <laughs> I won't go into that, uh-huh. but um, it really helped break up the show and keep it getting from getting long and stretched out. The production values of the show were excellent and very well done. You have a very slick podcast, and I'm sure you're already um, I'm sure you're already interesting. Conversations will only continue to improve as you become more comfortable with the show. Oh, yeah. uh, the one thing that drove me a little crazy was the constant music, which we addressed finally in yes. uh, the previous episode. From here on out, there'll be a music light version, and there'll be a, um, a music list. Uh, what's that? Is it music list? There's um there's there's a there's a light version where there's not music throughout the segments. Okay. And there's a version of the show that's standard, and they'll both be released at the same time from here on out. So when you're listening to Gundam, you have your choice of either or. Oh, okay. Uh, just check the boards. You'll see them posted anytime a new episode's posted. See, we we do listen to we do listen to what it, people it's, are it's, saying. It's yeah. it's convenient to do when um when I produce the episodes when I when I when I cut the sound in. It's like I can do a version that's completely music light. So yeah, and, I have no I mean, problem doing it. That that was great to hear, though. I mean, 
uh, that we were interesting enough to go to, for him to go visit his girlfriend. I wonder how long that trip is <laughs> Must be from a where long he's living. Uh, I'm not sure where I don't he know. lives. I don't know where he lives either, but, but um, I, no, I, that's great. I, I'm really flattered that you know <laughs> he spent some of that time listening to us and um, that he dug the show so much. And I, we, We'll both do our best, and, and Chris, too, when he gets back, we'll all do our best to, to keep the quality of the show up and just yeah. keep, it, keep it riveting. And you guys help us do that. Which is the reason why we're reading your letters today. Yeah, and we, you know, and and you know, we want to hear the feedback because we want to know what people want to hear too. Exactly. Um, you know, we, you know, we we have our own things that we want to talk about, but we also want to keep it, um, keep a pulse on what you know the listeners and some of the topics that are out there because, you know, uh, with our partnership now with MHQ, um, you're probably going to see a lot more diverse topics. When it comes to mech related uh, shows, Cause, and I mean, because honestly, we're we're not we're not the authority on mech shows. Mm-mm. We're just mech enthusiasts, so you know, we just always talked about doing a show like this. Yeah, and I'm so glad we now have the opportunity to really do this and to be in league with someone like Chris, who you know, who's been who's been informing you know the the internet for years on mech shows. Yeah, and I mean, he's, I mean, a, he's he, and he's got a lot of insight of some things that exactly. we don't even really. I mean, and he comes from about. a completely different angle from us, which helps to diversify the show, which yes. I think is incredible and you guys your um your, your feedback helps to diversify the show too and I, i'm i'm really grateful for that and i'll never forget you i'll never i'll definitely never um leave you guys out of it so yeah so i mean um definitely uh we'll definitely be going because uh, i guess greg finishes up about you know talking about gas rocky go Gaigar, and nadesco yeah and uh we're definitely those things are definitely on the plate it's just that and he asked for some turn a too and boy yeah. we're gonna get to that oh man i can't wait i mean believe us there's gonna be a lot of things coming down a lot of topics it's just that we're trying to break them up and we're trying to do it in a way where we're not going to just do overkill on everybody so exactly um you know but we definitely enjoy uh the the feedback that we're getting and we'll definitely have it keep coming and i know that we are also doing a lot of uh listener topics uh topic suggestions uh we did one tonight Mm -hmm. with the new types um you know so just keep those coming um and we're gonna definitely probably do some more things after the first of the year with the website and a little bit more um a little bit more listener interactivity with uh with the show so and one important thing if you have time if you ever catch me on Skype, um, just look up my email address on Skype, which is sbr at sbrmahq at gmail dot com. You look that up, you'll find me. And if you see me on there and you have something written up that you want to speak on, I can actually record the phone conversation with you and put that on the show. Or if you want to submit to us through email at at gundammahq at gmail dot com, um, if you want to submit anything through email in an MP three format. Um, 128 bits at 40. Um, anyway, you'll find the details on the webs on, on the on the um, on the boards. But if you ever want to submit anything, um, email it to us. And you have anything you want to have vocalized in the show, we'll put it in the show if it's good enough. Well, if if it's if it's high quality or engaging enough, well done. We'll put it in the show. Yeah, I mean we're just. And um, once again, we'll you know we thank everybody for getting in touch with us. Um, Solbro, what are some of the ways that they can get in touch with us besides the forums? Mm-hmm. on net. Um, I guess one of our is what? Oh, um, www.myspace.com slash Gundam the show is our, is our pretty much impromptu site right now. If you're already a member of MySpace, add us as a friend if you have time. 
and we'll definitely we'll definitely add you to the bunch. Um, outside of that, uh, www.mechatalk.net is the website address for the forums for MAHQ.net. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Podshow, ever that's pretty much where the MP, the the, um, the episodes are distributed from. You can go to www.podshow.com/slash/gundamn-the-show and also get the get the episodes from there as well. Yeah, and you can send us private messages through the forums too and if you want to give us an email, it's uh, gundammhq at gmail.com. So it. you guys keep up with the responses and feedback and we're going to definitely keep uh, addressing them and responding to them. So we thank everybody for the support and uh, we'll be right back in a little bit. Listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Kill us if you're going to. Just spare us the sound of your voice. Gun- Damn it! I can't stand the silent treatment, Ibuki. Come on, I said I was sorry. Uh, Kagi, will you please just shut up? Ayama, you tell her. I didn't mean to say she wasn't dating. Things just pop out of my mouth sometimes. Besides, what does my opinion matter, right? I'm just a moron. Call me a moron, Ayama, please. No, really, Akagi, it's okay. You're just saying what you think, and what you think is that I'm undateable. Just some loser girl alone every night. I never said that. But that's what you were thinking. That's why you <laughs> popped out of your mouth, right? I don't know, maybe. Hey, you called me a maniac, remember? Yes, because what kind of man in his mid-twenties spends half his paycheck on toys? What? They're not toys. They're richly detailed model robots, and I love them. toys! Oh, yeah? Well, at least I have something to love. You wouldn't know love if it came up to you on the... Shut up. <gasps> Can you hear all this? You heard all of that? Oh, please, no! Gun damn it! You're like they're getting a danger tour guide. And that brings us to a close tonight on Gundam at MAHQ. Episode this is, 5. This is episode 5, <laughs> and um, this is Sober Review again with Neil Lornook. And um, we are, we're, we're pretty much signing off for this episode. Um, again, Chris, we, is in, Chris is in here in spirit. Yeah, Chris is here in spirit, and he'll be back next week in the, in, in, in the flesh over the, over the airways with us. And, and make sure you check out his uh, reviews of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. Which we went into episodes 5 through 8 tonight. Also, we discussed... Um, the uh, the mis- the mysticism behind behind new types and our our take on it theories and theories etc exactly and we also did some listener feedback tonight and um, we thank everybody for listening mm-hmm. and um, feeding back to us and you can't believe how much of um how much how many listeners we have to the show now and it's just so many and how um, much of a response we're getting like we said in that segment too um, just be patient with us yep um, we're, we're, we're trying to respond and we're trying to uh, you know uh, whatever topics we have to decide we're deciding on to speak about uh, believe me there's a lot of them that you guys have suggested that uh, we're holding off. Oh, that's so, exactly. We, uh, we actually we actually wanted to get into some of them tonight, but we wanted to wait till Chris get Chris gets back before we get into them because we we I'd hate to see him get left out of them. So yeah, some of them are definitely he will definitely like to see his insight. I'm sure you guys will like it too, and exactly. and ours. <laughs> exactly. But um, I like to give uh, I like to give some um some 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 mentions to um some people on the boards. Uh, Destiny Gundam, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Mcred twenty three, and um. Who else? Uh, oh, uh, the, the 
Yeah, one person, um, Tuxedo Mark. Tuxedo Mark. And oh, Tuxedo Mark, thank you for making yep. that, 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 that promotional video for Gundam. Really? Thank you. I say something about this man every episode now, it looks like. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, real, it was nice. And it was, it was uh, a nice thought and nicely uh, produced and everything like that. And we thank you for taking your time out of your day to do something like exactly. that. We definitely, I, we I definitely gotta, appreciate that stuff. I got to put it up in the blog for, um, for this episode as well as um, I'll put it up on the myspace site as well yeah and check that out he's got it posted up on youtube if you look up gundam mm -hmm. it'll actually come up actually um come up. also uh it, there's also something else on youtube that you guys might want to check out um this is a little selfish but um <laughs> my roommate did some videos uh amvs yeah. for uh macross zero and Gundam Seed De or Gundam Seed. I was going to say Gundam Seed Destiny, but just Gundam Seed. Uh, you can actually find those on YouTube. T also, the Gundam the Gundam Seed video is um intergalactic intergalactic by the Beastie, by the Beastie Boy. Boys, and the um oh, sorry the Macross Zero video is to Supersonic by Jamiroquai. And if and you look up on any of those or look under Boy Wonder, spelled B O I. W O N D R. Yeah, no E. Drop no the e at all. <laughs> drop the E. He's part of Shinjuku Station, and he's he's also a member of our other podcast show, Flip the Script. But, but definitely and, check those out. I'm mm -hmm. sure you guys will like him. Leave him some comments. Please do. He's a he's a great AMV creator, and he's working on a, a wonderful AMV for next year's um, <laughs> convention. So I got to get cracking on mine too. So, um, but yeah, check those out. And. Um, other than that, I can't. And of course, always go to mhq.net. You got it. Our, and also at the forums at mechatalk.net. And also, um, you can visit our MySpace website at www.myspace.com slash Gundam the show. And you can reach us by email at um, Gundam, M A H Q, at gmail.com. And you can also download the show onto your iPod through yes. iTunes. Yes, indeed. Just look up under the podcast section in for under Gundam. And just want to say, probably by the end of the month, uh, check out our MySpace page because I'm going to be putting up a blog. Yeah, I have uh, I have a blog thing that I've been meaning to get and get up there. You so have a thesis, man. I do have a thesis, <laughs> but um, check that out. So, all right. Well, um, this is uh, again, this is Sober Overview and Neil Lornook, and I guess we're signing off. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks with another episode of Gundam at MAHQ. At full strength. At full strength. Look, I have chocolate. Give me back my mom and dad. <laughs> ah, too bad. <laughs> you lost your chance to have some chocolate. Sorry, kid. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ production. Whatever you say, chump!